0: So, just beginning this morning with a, a few reminders about practice, and uh, for now in the retreat we'll continue using this anchor of the body breathing as a place for gathering, collecting, steadying our attention. And I just wanted to say a, a little bit about how to be with the breath. So. I feel it's very important to do this in a way that works for you. We all differ in the way that we experience, experience our breathing. Um, some people will feel it predominantly in one place, some people in another. Sometimes we have much more of a sense of the whole body breathing. So rather than insisting on a particular place where you need to watch the breath, Just being with it in a way that feels natural and uh, easeful and relaxing to you. So we want to do this uh, in a way that's pleasant and comfortable as much as possible. And once you've maybe chosen or, or discovered the place that works for you, it's probably good to stick with that, at least for the, the whole sitting. So not to kind of think, oh, well, I wonder, let, maybe let me go and explore it somewhere else now so that we're not spending the, the whole half hour kind of wondering where to, where to watch our breath. And then being being with the breath in a way that's uh, not exclusive of experience, but inclusive. So we let the breath be the, the central thing, but we also allow whatever else is arising to come and go in awareness. We're not using the breath to shut out other experience. And sometimes... Um, either because of something that's going on with our health or, or just we're not used to paying attention to the breath, doing that can can make us start to tense up and that actually becomes problematic. And if that's the case, then as Tanisra was talking about, if it's all too intense, you're just moving your awareness away from the breath, maybe to the to the outer reaches of the body or having just a sense of the the, the sensations of the body sitting and letting that be the place where you... You come to rest. So being, being with the breath in a way that's welcoming, that's friendly. Letting the breath center you. And it's such a great meditation object because it keeps renewing itself. So every breath kind of calls us back, calls us back into Presence. And as I said, different experiences come and go in the field of awareness alongside the breath, feelings, thoughts, body sensations. And today you might also start to notice um, the feeling tone, what we call Vedana, around these different experiences. So all the different things that arise in awareness have a, a flavor of being either pleasant or unpleasant or neutral this is all our experience has this kind of taste to it. And this is where we, we start to get hooked because pleasant and unpleasant give rise to liking and disliking and that gives rise to clinging and to aversion. So I was saying yesterday how... Um, we, we, want to, we want to watch the breath or to, to be present, to steady the mind, but we also need to take care of, of what's happening in the mind that's doing the watching. Yeah. So what are the qualities of, of the mind? Is there, is there pulling or pushing towards the experience that's arising? Mm. And if we notice that, then we need to bring extra mindfulness to it so that it's not, it's not running the show so letting that be known too in the field of awareness can we just let pleasant and unpleasant come and go without uh, feeling that we have to make things different from the way that they are this is what it means to be mindful in a non-judgmental way and uh Tanissara spoke about setting mindfulness in front of you and how that means establishing mindfulness is the most important thing. And you can remember how last night I was saying it's the, the lead horse of these horses that are pulling our, our chariot. So another another factor that I spoke about last night was wisdom. And wisdom recognizes that pleasant unpleasant neutral that no one is better than the other you know our our defilements our preferences think oh yeah pleasant is good unpleasant let's get rid of it Uh, whereas wisdom doesn't judge unpleasant as bad Uh, so just see what what you add to what optional things that we add the mind adds to unpleasant experience judging that for example we assume that physical discomfort is bad it's meaning we're having a bad meditation and we need to get rid of it what happens if we just open to the way things are can we be with it without adding further further suffering to the discomfort that's already there and if we stop labelling it as pain or a problem does that change the experience in some way? So just seeing about bringing, as far as possible, friendly awareness to whatever it is that's arising. And this is, this is the posture of Kuan Yin that we've been talking about. Kuan Yin listens to the sounds of the world, to the flow of experience at ease, and the listening is a a deeply compassionate listening, it's a caring listening, but she or he is also undisturbed. So can we listen with the same spaciousness of heart, the same caring that's touched by whatever is arising, but also um, can meet it without reactivity? So in order to listen, you have to stop and be still and be silent. We can't listen to experience when we're arguing with it. So perhaps if it's helpful to you, imagine you imagining yourself listening in the way that Kuan Yin might listen. <coughs> and I find when when that feels difficult even to sometimes imagine that I'm almost as if, it's if I'm sitting in Kwan Yin's lap. It's like we don't have to, we feel we have to hold everything that's coming and going ourselves. But we are held in a wider field. The earth even is holding us. We're supported, we're supported in this practice. In this infinitely spacious awareness that rejects nothing so let's practice listening together bringing the awareness together around the breath so if you need to have a little move or a stretch and then we'll move into the sitting and I'll give us a few words to guide us in So taking, taking some care with how you set up your posture and just seeing that you're balanced and upright and well supported, really letting yourself feel the support of the earth underneath you. Letting go into gravity. Maybe seeing if there are any places in the body that are holding tension that just wants to soften a little with the out-breath. Particularly, maybe noticing if there's any tension in the face, seeing the face soften, the shoulders, and the hands. Just opening to whatever's present for you this morning. So, not having to exclude any of it, just allowing whatever's here to be here. And perhaps establishing this intention of friendliness by offering yourself just an inward gesture of a smile, a smile of welcome. This skillful, brightening, gladdening of the mind. Some appreciation for your commitment to your practice. And then beginning to feel the sensations of your breath. feeling, knowing the breath just as it is so not needing to breathe in any special way it's allowing your natural breath to be felt letting the breath nourish and soothe the body. Feeling the beginning of the breath. Continuation of the breath and the end of the breath. And maybe even the pause between the ending of one breath and the beginning of another. The ending of the in-breath and the beginning of the out-breath. Noticing the way that you're observing the breath. So, noticing if there's an agenda in the mind or an expectation. Can you just let the breath come and go without any particular expectation? And as other things arise in awareness alongside the breath, just noticing if there's a flavor of pleasant or unpleasant and noticing if that pulls you off center, pulls you away. And when you become aware of it, then just allowing the breath to re-emerge. Re-centering yourself in the simplicity of this moment. Just checking from time to time, is awareness present? Maybe reconnecting with the simplicity of just this breath. It's beginning again. Noticing what the mind's doing with whatever's arising... Is there some level of doing that can just be dropped as you open to what's present? Listening with care, listening at ease. So we have time for one or two questions. If you have any questions about your practice this morning, mm-hmm. yes, oh. it's coming. That was a pre- preliminary. <laughs> Okay, so so let me just kind of repeat what I've understood a bit. So it's related to talking about wisdom in the talk last night, and about how we kind of first of all we hear wisdom or we receive it, and then we kind of reflect on it and process it, and in a way make a, make it our own. And what to do about that when that's happening during the meditation practice. So in a way, it's a bit a bit about you know th- the role of thinking. in in meditation isn't it because we're we're told to notice thinking and maybe just kind of let the thinking happen and not get caught up in it but also there's part of the mind that wants to wants to figure it out wants to do the reflecting so um, there is a place in practice for wise reflection I think uh, in that regard but uh, often, often the, the answers really come to us. The, the, the deeper insights that we get in meditation tend to, uh, in my experience, kind of come up when we're not so much a result of figuring things out. It's like we don't think our way to an insight. It's actually um, suddenly a, a, a dawning of, you know, actually things being kind of different from how we'd, how we'd thought they were that emerges in experience. And so, um, you know, if, if, we, if we spend too much time trying to figure stuff out, I think that doesn't usually produce the answers. Yeah, we have questions that we, we hold in mind, but um, I, I think I wouldn't spend too much time in the meditation trying to, trying to work, work everything out. You know, just trust that the answers will emerge by themselves and yet at times you know if something is really preoccupying us and maybe it, we we need to reflect and it's used to, useful to reflect but i would kind of not so much do that in my in my meditation practice does that make some sense mm sounds what you're saying is that the mhm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some reflection, some understanding of that situation will come at a different time I think so, I think so, you know And if you, if you notice yourself caught in a lot of thinking in the meditation, then it's also to see whether I'm thinking, am I thinking with a lot of anxiety and a lot of, a lot of need to figure things out? You know, we can have all sorts of reasons for thinking during the meditation. Sometimes it's just that we're bored and it's actually much more interesting to figure out a problem than (laughs) to just be there with the breath. So notice what's driving the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. question about different intensities of focus with the awareness. hmm this article was written about the taka and the jara. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it feels like the acute focus happens on the in-breath and the diffuse on the out-breath. Can you say something about it? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I think, I think Kitty Sorrow is going to, are you going to be talking more about that this evening? So I think I would rather let you have it from the master. (laughs) But I I suppose, you know, just um, as a general, as a generalization, I think um, much of this is about bringing balance into the practice. So, you know, noticing when the mind feels quite scattered and that actually um you know that it might be it might be helpful to to sh- sharpen it up a little bit by really um bringing a bit more specific attention to that to the to the the meeting of the the arising of the breath as the vitaka and then as you say, the releasing the vichara or following following the breath that it goes but it's kind of we we kind of have to feel out for ourselves when we need a little more focus and when we just need to relax when it's getting too tight, when it's getting too loose. <laughs> okay, what's the time? Maybe one one more. Uh, <laughs> gonna go with this one. Sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you just, you just have to notice, don't go looking, looking for a feeling tone, just, just notice, you know, um, if something strikes you as, as pleasant or unpleasant, I mean, you You could do a more detailed investigation of like I'm really going to spend this practice really noticing okay what's pleasant what's unpleasant, but that wasn't so much what I was suggesting this morning it's just like more what immediately presents itself and how i'm how i'm reacting to that yeah, yeah I can't really go into that in much more detail because we're kind of running out of. Time and there are various announcements that I, I need to make. So I'm sorry. Maybe some of these questions can come back in the practice discussions and things. Um, So uh, you'll have noticed that the um, some sheets have gone up on the outside, and from today we're going to be beginning having practice discussions in small groups. Uh, If your name isn't on a list for today, please don't worry because uh, you'll be on the list for tomorrow. If for any reason you're not up there today and you don't find yourself there tomorrow, then let us know because that's an oversight. Um, And from tomorrow afternoon... uh, Young and Jeannie will also be offering sign-up interviews one-on-one and there'll be a list and you can you can just sign your name if you could kind of fill up slots in sequence as far as possible if you don't have a reason to kind of go for a very different slot that would help them so that they don't have uh, big gaps in what they're doing and perhaps um, if you have a, a group meeting with a teacher that day then um you know, signing up for one-on-ones on on days when you don't have a group meeting. And with all this happening, sometimes the the practice discussions may overrun into the next sitting. So if that does happen, please, you're still welcome to come and join the sitting, just come in quietly and people who are here just be magnanimous, know that some people might be coming in late because of practice discussions. And then um, a few reminders uh, that uh, the managers have asked us to share. Maybe first of all um, around scent and fragrance. So there are several people who um, are suffering from um, sensitivity to fragrance and this this often happens on retreat. So uh, a request that if you've brought, and sometimes we can kind of inadvertently do this we're not sort of aware of how fragrant some of the the products that we've brought with us from home are and um, so this applies both in the hall and in the dormitories you know it can trigger um, really a lot of physical suffering for some people so if you do have anything that you're using from home please that's scented please could you refrain from doing that even natural scents and essential oils and things they impact people and if you need anything any unfragranced body products and so on they're available in the the manager's office to buy and then also um cell phones a reminder please uh, not to use your cell phone while you're here and certainly not in a not in public places because it's very disruptive for people, and uh, also about taking photographs. You know, I know this is an awesomely beautiful place, and there are many beautiful photographs to be had, but uh, part of the retreat container uh, is to that this is this is not really the time for doing that. You know, if you want to have photographs of of the place the time to do that is at the end of the retreat so uh, you know, that's partly for other people again it's kind of distracting if people are wandering around taking photographs but also for you so that rather than trying to capture your experience you can uh, spend the time contemplating it's it's arising and passing it's flowing because I know that, that it's very seductive for the mind to start, you know, looking looking for things to to capture, but uh, it's not really very conducive on retreat. Um, okay, I think that's I think that's and any questions about the announcements? Yes. Okay, so the the rooms that the meeting rooms are just outside uh, here. The rooms that um, just beyond the the loos, um and towards the teacher's office. So um, I think they have numbers on the doors. Actually, some nodding. Okay, so the first room on the right is number one, and then they go around in sequence like that. So one, two, one, two, three. Oh, okay, so that's not that's not in use. And then um, five is the one kind of on the end and four is the one just uh, as you go up that little staircase by the teacher's room on the left there. And then Tanisara, you had something you needed to say. Yeah, just to mention that in my um, two groups there's uh, Nancy W, there's two Nancy Ws. <laughs> so just to clarify, at 10 a.m. it's Nancy Wu, uh, W-U, and then at... Um, three PM it's Nancy Ward, W A R D. Okay. I've I've put that on the sheets, so to clarify. Okay. Thank you. Have a good morning.